0: Hello and welcome to another tale of tormented space.
1: space. I'm cocky. I'm Kay. And in between episodes of Farscape, we're regaling you with tales of... Tormented w- once Sp- again licensed fiction oh goody
0: yes because I have for you another Farscape magazine oh wow they really made a lot of more of those than I thought they would did oh it's got furlough on it yeah oh. an actual interview with Magda Jabanski is in there oh treacherous
1: furlough <laughs> you love to hate her uh-huh. so I think this came out yeah I think this is pretty much like in between season three and season four okay that
0: like two whole issues came out with
1: no new Farscape on television in the...
0: Yes. Tiana and Rigel cause mayhem in New Story. Okay, that sounds... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. ours. And season three special, Ben Browder, Claudia Black, Gigi... Who else? And loads more in our extensive episode guide. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't really expecting any of... Oh, and there's a little shot here of the, uh, the, the, the cartoon episode. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. with
1: Why is that name
0: not occurring to me? I know it's oh. in season three and it was called... Ooh, ooh! Mm. I'm a bad Farscape fan, actually. Let's see, episode page thirty-six is where it is at. But where is? There's no page numbers on this.
1: They're in the middle, on the side. They're really hard to read, and then some pages just oh, have images go, yes. over the. Uh, yes. Here uh, we go. Over the over the number. See how full of ads
0: it is for, especially other magazines. This one, Revenging Angel. Revenging Angel. That's yes, very good. Well, it says here on the page. It's like I didn't really come up with that myself. But Thank
1: you. <laughs> No, I think it was a heyday for, for, for these kinds of magazines. I have no idea whether they still exist, but uh-huh. like I saw there's a, there's a catalog page where like there was for Star Wars and Star Trek, which I think there was no new Star Trek on the air at the Oh, yes yeah. there was. There was. There was Voyager and there was going to be right. A Enterprise. Right. I mean there's, like
0: yeah, here we have like ads for other uh, uh, Star Wars in this case with uh, Christian Hansen yep. on it and uh, Buffy. Buffy. Wow. Oh yeah, that was on the air as well back yeah.
1: then. Yeah.
0: Oh. That seems like strong language for a magazine here. I'm sorry what? Uh, I saw something it slipped. Oh, here we go. Talking the po- Oh wait, Take, taking the, p- the p- piece. P- Pierce. Yeah, no, I know that's what I said. Like I'm surprised that even they, they put that in here even censored.
1: I guess it's the UK version. Yeah. Or maybe the other way around. Maybe it's the, the you know, not such a particular thing in uh, uh,
0: in the US. Yes. You know, if we did change things it's possible that we could improve the future. With our record, do
1: you think that's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Name that episode without looking at the, oh, you see. I oh, already saw yeah. it okay. says it's, uh, Different destination. Season good. three, yes, episode two.
0: absolutely. Two. All right, well, oh, this is going to be, goodbye, you big, beautiful blue bitch.
1: Never liked that line.
0: <laughs> no, no, no not really. That's, uh, yes. There are, there are other alliterations that could have been made. Yes. So, yes, there we go. Okay, cool. Who's this? There's, a, like, another photo of someone here.
1: I don't know. That looks like just a young man in
0: in regular yeah, clothes. Yeah. well, kind what, of baggy pants. What's it say? The article is son and lover. Oh, so it's the guy. I Actually, plays Jothy, I guess. Oh, we, just don't I rec- we just don't recognize him without the makeup. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> huh. That makes sense. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's true for
0: a lot of people. So if you skip to page 55. 55, 55. On the page 55, 55. We have a Les Majestes Farscape. Uh, les Majestes, oh, or
1: uh, les Majesty. Right. I, I, I know this, I didn't just look it up right now, but right. I, I, I happen to know that this refers to an injury or insult toward a, a monarch. Right. You know, the, 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 the Shah had the infidel whipped for the
0: les right. Maj, Majesty. Majestad Schennis, as we call it in... Uh, Dutch
1: Yes, exactly yeah. e- Exactly that same thing So an injury to their majesty Or just majesty in general Right So this story takes place During season three of Farscape Before Eat Me What I find intriguing Is that it's got the the Oh, oh I'm a sweet transvestite puppet mm. What's he called? He From the from the party planet He could detach his eyes Oh yes, I have no idea What he was called But uh, uh, He know... was so cool Oh, you want the show Oh, the good stuff I have no idea if that picture is used here because he's actually in it, or it's just... Actually, it's a book cover, isn't it? It is. It's a picture of a book called... Lise, L- Wait, yeah. what? It's got a Y. Majest. That's not how you spell majesty or even
0: majeste. No, so maybe it's a pun or a joke or I I don't know. Aren't puns traditionally funny? Yes. Well, okay. Well, if you get them. Or if they may be, I mean, they can just be groaners. That's
1: oh yes, yes! Like the the jokes in Christmas crackers, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be bad jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if they're if they're too clever, then maybe some of the younger or you know less attentive people won't at the at the table won't get them. Yes, and instead we all get to groan at them.
0: Yes, weird British traditions.
1: So why why did the uh, why did the scarecrow win an award? I
0: don't know why did the scarecrow win an award
1: because he was outstanding in his field. <sighs> Yes. Yes. Okay, good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Les Majestés by Greg Cox from Farscape Magazine Episode 7, the Season 3 special. Yes. Oh, those beautiful fools. Okay, Crichton admitted, I'm impressed. I love that you took the first line so that I have to figure out how to say ZZMRO. ZMRO. Zmroz Scriptorium, yeah. Yeah. Zmro Scriptorium was reputedly the greatest antiquarian bookstore in the Uncharted territories. Oh, yes, because this takes place during season three, but
0: before Eat Me. That's what it literally says, yes. Yeah,
1: so there's there's just a single
0: Crichton. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: A musty labyrinth filled with only the rarest of scrolls and volumes collected from the farthest corners of the galaxy. Rows of dilapidated shelves, each crammed to overflowing with hard-to-find texts of every conceivable shape and size, radiated outward from the shop's cluttered foyer. While yet more tomes were piled high upon the floor and on the rickety steps leading to the upper levels, making the entire store something of a literary obstacle course. <sighs> You know, I used mm-hmm. to write these kind of run-on sentences. Oh, yes. All in all, the vaunted scriptorium made Amazon.com look like a small-town book nook, which gave Crichton hope that somewhere amidst the shop's vast and vari- variegated
0: selection was the information he and the others sought. This is clearly before Amazon got massive, but, you know, like, me, this is, like, early 90s. It, like, they weren't, like, selling, like, entire kitchens yet at that point, so... Actually, were- yeah, that's right. And he
1: didn't experience, like,
0: the dot-com crash,
1: oh, which, point, yes. which
0: Amazon famously was one of, like, yeah. the four survivors of. Let's get cracking troops, he instructed his fellow shoppers. Who consists of Jules, Chiana, and Rigel. Spread out and start searching. Remember, we're looking for maps, atlases, travel guides, anything that might help us chart Ugh. a course to our respective homes. Star charts! Star they're, chart. still yes, star charts. they're still doing star charts. still doing star charts, yes. Oh, Jules here. Let me see if we can do a good
1: voice for her. Of course! Jewel agreed readily. No, 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 no. Okay, so she's very Australian in her mm-hmm. accent. Yes. But we've already done that for the absurd Australians. Already going to Zan. Yes. So I'm thinking more of a an Essex kind of girl Essex because you boat. know she's from a student town. Essex like, boat, yeah. Hi, my name's Kelly. I'm from Essex, actually.
0: Yeah, let's go for
1: it. Of course, Jewel agreed readily. The flame-haired Interion Neuron squeezed past Crichton, her olive-green eyes eagerly scanning the titles on the nearest shelf. "'But you can't expect a girl not to do a little browsing while we're here, "'especially after I've had to endure weeks of cultural and intellectual starvation,' "'she let out an excited yelp, snatching up a slender volume "'bound between a set of shiny metallic covers. "'Oh, the complete set of Kryptos, the Obscure,' she enthused, "'then rolled her eyes at Crichton's blank expression.
0: "'It's only one of the acknowledged masterpiece of Delvian poetry. Boring, Chiana pronounced emphatically The outspoken Nabari feigned a yawn As she sorted through a stack of miscellaneous pamphlets A floor-length black cloak uh, concealed her lithe physique But not the glint of devilry in her deep black eyes Mm. That stuff will put you to sleep faster than a (laughs) cryo-chamber She deftly extracted a single paper-bound folio From the tottering book pile The lurid cover illustration depicted a well-endowed alien Amazon Cradling a smoking pulse pistol against her deeply embossed cleavage. (laughs) Ah, this is more like it, Gianna <laughs> trumpeted, cocking her head to one side and read the title aloud. Twin caresses, confessions of a courtesan clone. <laughs> it's a title, but given the
1: description, I don't mind you calling it the title of the book. <laughs> 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 Trash, Jewel wrinkled her highly refined notes, appalled by the other woman's taste in reading material. I should have known you had no appreciation for genuine literature. I'm going sort of um, Hermione on her now. Yes, mouth.
0: a little bit. I know what I like. She shot back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bunch of moldy old rounds." She sniffed the binding of twin caresses and grinned saucily. This even smells spicy. <laughs> oh,
1: no, then you don't want that one. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> it's because the
0: one with the page stuck together.
1: <laughs> oh. Rigel. Oh, God. Rigel, hovering above the book-strewn floor in his throne sled, snorted in amusement at the woman women's verbal sparring. I always thought teaching females to read was a mistake, he observed haughtily. Haughtily. Heartily? heartily Puts ideas into their heads which are best left blissfully empty. Oh, you piece of shit. He glided yeah. up a nearby set of stairs, conveniently putting himself beyond the reach of his distaff compatriots. Distaff? distaff That's an interesting word. Yeah.
0: Crichton did his best to tune out the squabbling as he pursued a wall of discounted hardcovers near the shop's front entrance. The overcrowded shelves provoked a stab of homesickness. Hundreds of books and not a single title or author he recognised... Uh, I don't suppose you have anything by Larry Niven or Werner Vinge? Yes, the (laughs) hangy uh, proprietor of the bookshop. Hangy! Is that the uh, eye guy? That's the species. Oh, yes. Yeah. Citing two of his uh, favourite science fiction writers. Let me see.
1: Mm, Never heard of them, Zmarol stated brusquely. The hammer-headed alien bookseller occupied a booth at the hub of the radiating corridors like a spider at the centre of a book-lined web. He sat behind a weathered wooden counter so that only his elongated cranium and upper tentacles were visible and the puppeteers
0: had a place to hide in the book <laughs> yeah. in this
1: book that we're reading they still had to hide the puppeteers
0: yeah. yeah i kind of figured that quite inside an insistent finger tapped him on the shoulder and he turned to find Jules standing behind him still clutching that apparently famous collection of poetry please john she entreated can we get this book it's only th- 250 brandas That seems like a lot of money. Mm. Oh, yes, of course,
1: she doesn't have her own money. She Mm. didn't participate in the robbery, so she's kind of, oh, that kind of sucks. And the crew's finally rich. Yeah, of course, whatever housemate comes in doesn't automatically get a share of the bounty that they didn't. No, no, no. Okay. At the insistence of Dargo and Aaron, who had stayed aboard Moya, Wise, Crichton was holding the purse strings on this particular shopping expedition. We'll see, he told Jewel, because 250 Brandar tiles seemed a little pricey for such a slender volume, but maybe they could swing it, depending on how much they had to spend on more essential texts, if any. Let's see what else is here.
0: <laughs> that won't be necessary, Rigel announced imperiously. He descended the stairs bearing <laughs> a huge leather-bound volume that was almost as large as Rigel himself. The massive tome strained the anti-grav capacity of the throne sled so that the levita- levitating Hynerian cruised a mere six inches above the floor. <laughs> I
1: think John and maybe even Dargo have hung off the yes, throne sled before, so yes, this yeah. is one serious book. Oh, what you got there, Sparky? Crichton asked, relieving Rigel of his burden. Translator microbes allowed the displaced Earthman to read the title stamped upon the cover in what looked like genuine Berinium foil. Annals of the Hynerian Dominars. <laughs> otherwise known as lifestyles of the rich and amphibians. <laughs> <laughs> Crichton thought. Intrigued he tried to crack the book open only to receive a sharp electrical shock. Yow he exclaimed, yanking his fingers back. A flash of bright blue
0: energy had accompanied the unexpected zap. What's that all about? "All merchandise is force shielded <laughs> until purchase, Zmur uh, explained impatiently, as though this should have been obvious. He pointed the lime green tentacle at the sign posted above his head. No reading. This is not a library, the wow. notes declared, proving that some sentiments, at least, were universal throughout the cosmos.
1: Okay, but what what sort of a bookshop doesn't let you read anything?
0: Yes, well, I don't know, people who, yeah, I, I guess the magazines make sense, that like you don't want people just, like, just reading the magazines without buying them, but Okay,
1: booksh- those totally make sense, yeah. because, yeah, they're supposed to be a, a, a pastime, but a mm. book, like, you should have a couch somewhere that you can totally have a little sink bit, in. Yes. Just a little nook. Yeah. No. A holographic sticker announced that the annals cost over 50,000 fenix. Crichton whistled appreciatively. I don't know, Bucky, he murmured to Rigel in a low voice. That's an awfully hefty price tag, especially if we can't even check out the contents first.
0: He glanced at yet another sign adorning Zmro's booth. No returns. All sales are final. (laughs) Rigel remained enthusiastic about his discovery. Do not trouble yourself, Crichton. I am quite familiar with royal chronicles of this sort, and I can assure you that these annals most certainly contain detailed star charts, tracking the epic voyages and pilgrimages of my distinguished forebearers. Free of the immense book as considerable weight, Rigel's throne sled rose until the dwarfish Hynerian was eye to eye with Crichton. Besides, he added, leaning forward to whisper conspiratorially, I'm positive that I can haggle the price down to 40,000, 5,000 Fennecs at least.
1: A 10% reduction is not a very impressive feat of haggling.
0: No, no, no. Uh,
1: Considering that, okay, I'm pretty sure that... I bought a decent hat while I was in Rome last, and while I got, like, 30% off the price, I'm pretty sure I could have gotten... The better strategy would have asked for two hats for the price that he was charging at the the market.
0: Oh, yes. Hmm.
1: Uh, Crichton gulped. That was still pretty much their entire budget for this excursion, and yet Rigel's find certainly sounded promising. I'd gladly pay three times as much for reliable directions back to Earth. He admitted, "Oh, just you wait." Putting himself in the exiled dominar's shoes—not that Rigel actually wore
0: any—guess mm, Jule's gonna have to do without her poetry. Triton reluctantly handed the book of their currency over to Rigel, who proceeded to dicker over the price with Moreau using every bargaining trick at his disposal. A first edition, you say? Don't be ridiculous. Anyone knows that the real first edition was twice this length. This is obviously the abridged version. <laughs>
1: oh, I once I once spoke with an American friend of mine whom I won't name because it's a terrible shame. Uh, we were talking about The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. and I asked him if he'd read the original book, and he said, yeah, but only the abridged version. There isn't an extended version. Uh, this is, the writer, like, he just called it abridged as a, as a joke. <laughs> In the end, Rigel got the annals for a mere 37,000 Fennecs, which was still enough to make Crichton wince at the sight of their hard earned and occasionally stolen cash disappearing behind Zmro's counter. This book had better be worth it, he thought. Aaron and Dargan, Dargo would not be
0: amused to hear that he'd blown their funds on a useless guide to Sparky's family tree. As insurance, he tied to Pum Zmro for information on how the Hangi had obtained the annals in the first place. So, how did you get your hands? I mean, tentacles, on this particular book. <laughs> Maybe you can give us a line on the original owner? Mm, not unless you can talk to the dead.
1: Did we decide on an accent for the syndrome? You
0: did one, but I couldn't quite place it, yeah, so I forgot make really. whatever.
1: Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do someone's impersonation of Severus Snape. Oh. Uh, he was Pot. a... Yeah, exactly. So the way that this this impersonator described it, okay, the way that you, Snape, is to speak without letting your lips touch your teeth. Hmm. So, not unless you can talk to the dead, Zmroth answered dryly. He used a glowing crystal rod to deactivate
0: the force field, holding the annals shut. I picked this up at an estate sale. Never mind that, Rigel muttered, anxious to pursue his purchase. Before he could even open the book, however, Zmro raised his hammerhead in alarm and hissed into the mouthpiece of a microphone hanging from the top of his booth. Security to aisle delta. Repeat, security to aisle delta. Shoplifting in progress. Apprehend Helen at once. <laughs> it's
1: good, isn't it? <laughs> Shoplifting? Glancing around quickly, Crichton swiftly determined that Chiana was nowhere to be seen. Ah, frel, he groaned inwardly, having little doubt whom the felon in
0: question was. Sure enough, Chiana reappeared seconds later, escorted by a looming Tavlec security guard. Oh, wow. Dented body armor struggled to contact the guard's gorilla-sized frame. I found this under her cloak, the battle-scarred bruiser announced, holding up a triangular volume bound in iridescent snakeskin. Scorvia erotica. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of callbacks to species of your again?
1: So they were the... Enemies of the Elanix, who were the cousin species of
0: Luxans, uh, in oh, Back and Back and Back yes, to the Future. That's a long, that's a long time ago.
1: Yeah, back, mm. in, back in season one. So we don't actually know what they look like. Right. They've only been described as like they look nothing like Elanix. So if they. Uh, well, no, Or at least they could be surgically altered or somehow altered to appear like Elanix because oh, yeah. uh, uh, Matala. Yes. Right? She, uh, she pretended to be an Elanic, but she was actually a Scorpion.
0: Ooh.
1: Okay, Scorpion Erotica. <clears throat> Oops, how did that get there? She asked ingenuously. Ingenuously? Ingenuously? Ingenu- yeah, I mean... It's yeah, all that, in... this, I mean, you can be disingenuous as well. We're learning right. a lot of words from, from Greg Cox. Yeah. Uh, she shrugged her shoulders, perhaps in an attempt to get out from beneath the tavlek's heavy grip.
0: Don't bother disassembling, thief. Borough's inhuman face flushed with anger, turning a darker shade of chartreuse. Ooh. I saw you with one of my own eyes, keeping watch over that aisle. Too late, Crichton recalled that Hanji's, that's how you pronounce
1: it, Hanji's possessed detachable eyeballs, ideal for spying on potential shoplifters, just like Mr. Potato Head, he realized, (laughs) but a whole lot uglier. Gianna had obviously chosen the wrong shop in which to indulge her snurching tendencies.
0: Mm -hmm. Out, all of you, Zimrow ordered, judging the entire landing party guilty by associating, your patronage is no longer welcome. With an angry snarl, the monstrous security guard shoved Chiana toward the exit,
1: then glared ominously at the rest of them. Having been on the receiving end of a tavlek's bad temper before, Crichton wasn't inclined to raise a fuss. Let's go, gang, he instructed Jewel
0: and Rigel. I think we've worn out our welcome, and then some. (laughs) No matter, Rigel said haughtily. Our business is concluded. The tavlek bouncer reached for the annals as the Hynerian potentate. Glided past passed him on his way to the door, but Rigel held on to his precious tome defiantly. "'I paid for this chronicle fair and square!'
1: A nod from Zmro appeased the tablet, who appeared—who allowed them to depart with their purchase. Crichton found himself standing, along with his companions, outside the scriptorium, near one of the planet's many blazing lava canals. "'Ha!' Chiana laughed, not at all embarrassed to have been caught in the act. She bent over and retrieved yet another book from the
0: interior of her boot— they missed this one <laughs> That's just great, Pip Crichton drawled sarcastically He glanced up and down the sooty street Wondered that someone might take cheese Larson gloating the wrong way Maybe we ought to put a little bit more distance Between us and Zmoro's place Just in case of old Hammerhead there Decides to call in the local constabulary I am loving the language here Like the the Larcenous glee <laughs> This yes. is
1: fantastic We've got to find more by Greg Cox Oh, but the Annals! Rigel protested, still eager to examine his prize. His stubby fingers caressed the beryllium edged
0: pages. It can wait for a few more, Mikrods, Crichton insisted, feeling like the ringmaster of an unusually freakish sideshow. <laughs> he herded the party down the street and around the corner from the scriptorium. According to Pilot, this particular commerce planet got almost all its
1: power from controlled geothermal activity, making its ubiquitous lava canals almost impossible to avoid. Crichton could feel the heat of the overflowing of the flowing magma as they slowed to a halt alongside the bank of a glowing river of molten rock. Is that like safe or advisable? Mm.
0: I mean it works for Mustafar.
1: Okay. Well, Rigel demanded testily. Can I finally inspect my annals? I'm sure that there have been fanfics
0: where that <laughs> oh. sentence appeared with slightly different... Uh, okay. Crichton detected no obvious signals of pursuit. Knock
1: yourself out, he said. Propping the book up against a graffiti-covered wall facing the canal, Rigel began eagerly flipping through its pages. Crichton peered over his shipmate's stunted shoulders, hoping to
0: spot the star charts that Rigel had promised. What the hell's is this? To Crichton's surprise and dismay, Rigel suddenly grabbed the annals with all four of his hands and feet and, spinning his throne sled around, hurled the expensive volume towards the red-hot lava. Lies! All lies! Yikes. gilt edged pages fluttering wildly. The annals
1: flew through the air. Only Crichton's swift reflexes kept the book from winging to a fiery doom. Whoa there, Sparky, he protested, snatching the book in mid-flight. We paid good money
0: for that, Opus. What's up? Blast you, Crichton! Quaking with righteous indignation, the outraged Hynerian attempted to wrest the annals from Crichton's gasp. Let me throw that libelous dren where it belongs. Righteous indignation was the name
1: of the ship that Captain Bucky, Bucky O'Hare, O'Hare yes, flew. Yes, yes, it wasn't just me. No, oh, I wonder that if that was, was a callback. He was also green. He was. And he had a... A duck mechanic that was like really snarky and forearmed and very cool and totally been at I should have realized my sexuality when I got a sort of a flashback to Captain Bucky O'Hare, the the cartoon that I saw as a child, and I completely didn't remember the sexy kitty lady with the with the telepathic. She was If there had been any sort of semblance of a woman fancying on Young Kaki's part... Right.
0: Yes, it should have been her.
1: Uh, yeah, right. she would, like, imagine somebody remembering Zootopia, but not, or, uh, 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 well, I was going to say, imagine anyone coming out of, like, Disney's Robin Hood without becoming furry and bisexual, but I think that, and that this, happened to a lot of mild people.
0: bondage fetish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and cross-dressing. Well, yes, they started us early, did they? I mean, cross-dressing has been like a a well-known tradition ever since Bugs Bunny. You know, it's probably one of the most famous cross-dressing cartoons in existence. Oh, yeah, it's good fun that someone went like, "Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that kids these days don't get introduced to classical music the way I did, like by a cross-dressing bunny." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no
1: way! The puzzled astronaut. Oh, he misspelled astronaut. wasn't about to give Rigel another chance to incinerate the annals. Talk to me, Buckwheat. How come you've suddenly gone all
0: Fahrenheit 451 on us? Realizing that he wasn't going to be able to pry the offending tome away from the much larger Earthman, Rigel retreated a few inches, scowling mightily. Page 751, he muttered sourly. Crichton quickly flipped to the specified
1: page. At first, he didn't see anything remarkable, just a lot of flowery prose about the glories of the incomparable Hynerian Empire. So, he asked, stumped.
0: The bottom of the page, Rigel directed him. He spat a mouthful of noxious effluvia at the exposed text, but Crichton managed to yank the book out of the line of fire. The vicious discharge landed in the canal instead, where it was immediately vaporised. The very bottom.
1: Crichton had to squint to see what Rigel was talking about. A brief footnote, printed in almost unreadably minuscule type, which tersely stated that... The thankfully truncated regime of Dominar Rigel the Sixteenth was a forgettable interval, distinguished only by its mediocrity and petty corruption. "Ouch!" Crichton said, <sighs> wincing in sympathy. Rigel could scarcely could scarcely contain his umbrage. My entire reign, dismissed in one scurrilous footnote, his bushy eyebrows and whiskers vibrated in outrage. I'm not certain what offends me more. The egregious slander to the infinitesimal or the infinitesimal type in which it is set. Both are grievous affronts to my indignity and honour. Oh, Les Majestés. Yeah. He glowered balefully at the book in Crichton's hand. Clearly, these so-called annals were penned by a yacht-licking psychophant seeking to curry favour with my treacherous cousin Bishan. Do you know where the phrase "curry favour comes from?
0: Oh, no, I don't. All right. So there's it's probably f- not got nothing to do with actual curry,
1: does it? No, but it does have to do with currying. Currying is the process of, like, brushing and washing and cleaning uh, horses and horse-like animals. Oh, okay. So it's about the fable of Favel, a French sort of satirical novel about an actual donkey, you know, an ass, yeah. who through the, the, the various, like, corruption uh, uh, aspect of the clergy is elevated to, to bishop's. Um, right. Bishopdom. And I was like yeah. satirical of how 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 corrupt the clergy was right. at the time. But so people who were trying to advance their station in this corrupt circumstance would be, you know, brushing a donk a donkey, carrying Fauvel specifically. Right. Which sort of lost its way and became the, the, carrying the word carrying favour, because oh. Fauvel fell out of
0: Wow, yeah. that's never never heard of that. Right? Um, let's see, where were we? Uh, bu- 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 du- 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 you have to listen. That sucks, buddy. Crichton failed for the much maligned monarch, but tried to keep focused on the big picture. What about the star charts? <laughs> much maligned monarch. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's good. It's a good alliteration. I
1: know. I sort of wonder if, if Greg Cox, like, cut his teeth writing for, like, local tabloids. Ooh. Rigel gave Crichton a disparaging look. There are no star charts, he confessed, with a notable lack of remorse. His tone implied that Crichton was hopelessly naive to have believed him in the first place. I just made up that part so you would allow me to purchase the chronicles. He rose upward on his throne sled so that he could contemptuously gaze down at the unworthy annals from an even greater height. He clenched his tiny fists angrily. Of course, I expected to read a laudatory account of my exalted life and times, not this seditious bilge.
0: Crichton couldn't believe what he was hearing. In other words, you spent nearly all of our cash just to indulge your oversized ego and to get royally dissed in the bargain? <laughs> A few
1: yards away, Chiana erupted in laughter. Tough luck, your majesty. Reclining against the wall, she amused herself by leafing through her purloined porn. Yeah, definitely on the adulteration, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You should have just snurched what you wanted like I did.
0: Bookless herself, Jewel peeked over Chiana's shoulder at what the other woman was reading. Oh, my. "'Jule whispered, blushing a brighter shade of orange. "'Can I borrow that when you're done?' <laughs> "'Yeah!'
1: <laughs> "'Crichton had more on his mind than the purient appeal of alien erotica. "'Pacing restlessly, he contemplated the useless tome in his hands. "'Perhaps there was still some way to recoup their losses.' "'Suppose we try to return the book or sell it to someone else?'
0: "'Never!' Rigel objected vehemently. "'That would mean putting this vile abomination back into circulation "'where its poisonous falsehoods can be absorbed by unsuspect readers.' "'He crossed his pudgy arms across his chest. "'I won't stand for it.'
1: "'Well, fine,' Crichton stated. "'Seeing an easy enough solution, taking hold of the offending page, "'he tore the entire sheet out of the annals, "'only to gasp in amazement as the book instantly grew a new copy of the missing page.'
0: What the Self replicating parchment, Rigel explained bitterly. Only the best for Bishan's tricks treasonous propaganda. He glided there. Crois- he glided closer to Crichton. That's a tough tough. Feast. Say if that to us last. Reaching again for the annals. Let me consign it to the lava for posterity's sake. I'll give you he swallowed hard before committing himself. Half my foot cubes back on. Moia. Boy, Crichton
1: thought, he really wants to see this book toasted. Hang on, Sparky. Maybe it won't come to that. Sorry, I'm just looking at the topography oh. here. It looks like there's an, an an errant quote mark. So hang on, Sparky. Maybe it won't come to that. A sly smile starbursted onto his face. I have another idea.
0: Oh, so what you mean. Yeah, it's like there's the quotes between Sparky and maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be there. No, no, no. All say- <laughs> All sales are final, Smro repeated, (laughs) echoing the sign affixed to the counter.
1: (laughs) Crichton and Rigel had returned to the scriptorium, Santiana of course, to give the sceptical Hanji a chance to buy back the annals. So far, he didn't seem very interested. The hulking Tavlek guard lingered in the background, ready to have to heave
0: both of the outworlders onto the pavement if necessary. Hold on a sec, Moreau, old pal. Crichton laid the annals down upon the counter and lifted the cover. Uh, this is not quite the same book you sold us before. It is now personally inscribed and copishly annotated by a genuine Hynerian <laughs> dominar. <laughs> In fact, as the alien bookseller
1: promptly ascertained, Rigel had zealously filled the margins of the annals with trenchant and incisive commentary, contradicting the official history recounted by the text. Let the reader beware he had written boldly on the very first page. The following pages contain execrable lies, half truths, and evasions which I have done my regal best to remedy.
0: Imperiously Rigel the sixteenth Dominar in exile. As Crichton had anticipated, Zmro knew a collector's items when he saw one, and after a bit of hedging <laughs> hmm, hedging? Okay, he agreed to buy back the book for the same amount Rigel had paid for it, plus a little more.
1: Later, on the flight back to Moya, Rigel chuckled at the prospect of the doctored annals making its way back to his usurper's court. Oh, just wait until Bishan gets a gander at what I wrote about him. My pen is more potent than a thousand pulse
0: cannons. Uh Uh-oh, Crichton thought, I'm not going to touch that one with a five metropole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, This is awesome. So it turns out Greg
1: Cox is the American editor of the Farscape novel program. He is also the author of numerous novels and nonfiction books, including most recently Star Trek The Eugenics Wars, Volumes 1 and 2. He also wrote Farscape magazine issues 3 short stories, Samsara. Oh, we've read that one already. Oh, yes. He lives in Oxford, Pennsylvania and watches Farscape every Friday on Sci Fi. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Cox, for this lovely story. Oh, that was awesome. I like the low stakes ones.
0: Yes. So I guess, like, yes, Chiana and Rigel do call some mayhem here. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a very generous
0: definition of, uh, of mayhem. I think the is. person who comes out most changed is
1: Jules is because she discovers the joy of, you know, certain, certain aspects of archive of our own. It's, you know, this <laughs> password-protected tumblers. That, uh... Ooh, yes. Well, thank you for joining us for another Tales of Tormented Space. And next week we'll be back with Season 4, Episode 16. 15, whatever what, it's, the, it's the one with the girls night out I'm really an looking forward an to an
0: it. no it'll be 15 it. then. oh no wait that's 16 right you're right oh, okay I'm Kaki. I'm K so far escape so no we do okay, the other bye, one right bye so bye bye bye